Welcome to Trade Finance Talks, a podcast from Trade Finance Global. During this series, we'll be hearing from global experts, as well as learning about the latest trends, technology and insights in the world of international trade and receivables finance. Episode 107. They're actually building a lot of on-farm storage because they can't physically transport the grain away fast enough from the harvester to the actual grain court depot. We've grown from the energy industry into the agricultural industry and what enabled us to do that was core capabilities around remote monitoring, building hardware for harsh environments, building hardware that could be deployed simply into a remote area with inexperienced installation partners. Welcome to Trade Finance Talks. My name is Dipesh Patel, editor at Trade Finance Global, and today we'll be talking about the tech revolution in the agri and commodities industry. 2022 was a year filled with ups and downs for trade technology companies, but there are so many bright spots to point to for 2023. Industry actors are collaborating for many reasons, reducing risk, streamlining operations, increasing transparency and saving money using cutting-edge technologies from artificial intelligence to blockchain and working with other partners to collaborate. Veradapt and GrainCorp are two companies that are actively involved in the technological development of the commodity and agri-sector. And today, I'm really excited to have PJ, Digital Specialist at GrainCorp, and Sean Birrell, CTO and co-founder of Veradapt, on Trade Finance Talks to discuss some of these solutions. PJ and Sean, welcome. Great to be with you. So quick introduction to start off with my famous elevator pitch. So who are you? Where are you from? And what do you do? PJ, I'm going to hand the mic over to you. Okay, fantastic. Well, I've got a fairly varied background. I actually grew up on a farm in South Australia. So started off as a bit of a country lad, I suppose. But uh, through the challenges of drought, I went off to university and essentially achieved a Bachelor of Agricultural Science. And my first gig was actually a plant breeder. But uh, I guess I always had a love of agriculture and then became looking at a number of different startups in ag tech and then moved on to Grain Corp in an operational role where I could see, I guess, the intersection between ag tech that I'd experienced previously and what Grain Corp was actually doing for Australian farmers. Thank you very much. So farmer right through to the intersection of technology and agriculture. Sean, what about you? So Veridapt is the second company I've been involved in founding. I founded my first company and we were building uh, medical devices of all things, but it was very much a technology driven business. There's a lot of automation and control and, and sort of, you know, advanced material science in it. So I always had that love of technology and the solutions that you can bring to market and to customers with technology. So always had that really uh, strong interest in, in product. And then uh, fortunately, uh, quite some time ago, I got an opportunity to work in IoT space and that's where really uh, Veridap was born and we started out strongly focused on energy and then over the last few years we've really taken that core capability that we developed within Veridap around energy monitoring, monitoring commodities and remote 
environments, in harsh environments, and there was an obvious overlap with a lot of the same needs in agriculture. So a couple of years ago, we started our journey into working in the ag industry, and we've been really fortunate to be able to work closely with Grain Corp and working together now on, on trying to run some pilots out in the field, which is all very exciting. And uh, yeah, really pleased to see the company embarking on this new journey into a new market and a new space. Thanks, Sean. And I guess let's just take a bit of a step back. Can you give me a helicopter view of what Veridap does? I know we featured Veridapt a few times on Trade Finance Global, but just for our listeners, what do you do in a nutshell? Who are your typical customers and what's the kind of problem statement? Veridap, from a sort of practical perspective, is a hardware and software development company that develop end-to-end IoT solutions. The reason we do that, although the value proposition around those is to provide visibility of inventories around the globe for producers, for example, it could be for financiers, it could be for traders, it could be for uh, any participant in the supply chain that needs visibility security or control over a commodity. We're really focused on those monitoring challenges that are related to bulk commodities. So metals, energy and agriculture is our core focus. And to provide those solutions, as I said, we're a hardware and software development company. So we develop really ruggedized hardware designed to operate in the kinds of environments you might find on a farm, on a mine site, in a rail yard. And then we produce all of the cloud applications and software that aggregate that data, provide the reporting, the visibility, alerting and alarming to you know all of our different customers, whether that be somebody in finance, whether that be somebody in an operational role who is looking to optimize a part of a supply chain or ensure that they don't have a stock out situation or whatever the use case may be. But uh, we're really working on end-to-end solutions so we can provide a full turnkey solution for our customers. Thanks very much. I guess really increasing transparency using technologies like the Internet of Things, IoT, is particularly important in, in the bulk commodity sector. And I guess Grain Corp, and question for PJ over to you, Grain Corp has an important role as a customer in this. But for those not in Australia, PJ, can you give an overview of Grain Corp and a bit more about the company founded in 1917, right? Yeah. So we're over 100 years old, which is quite remarkable for any business, even on a global basis. If you consider where we started, we more or less were connecting farmers producing grain. We would store it on their behalf and market into international markets. Put quite simply, our job is to convert grain on farm into money. That sounds very simple, but there are a lot of steps around that. And if we look at the east coast of Australia, the size of the actual crop, if we look at the cereal crop that's produced, it's in the order of 10 to up to $15 billion every year. So to be the custodian of that, is a great honour to actually serve those growers. What we've found on the east coast of Australia, and I would say the rest of Australia, is essentially farms have got a lot bigger. And as they've got a lot bigger, they've become a lot more complex. So your mum and dad farm that originally could literally see every paddock three, four times a year, now struggle to get to see every paddock once a year. They're now multi-generational, multi-million dollar enterprises. And as I said, with that comes the complexity. So we see a role of GrainCorp to actually introduce IoT technology such as Veridap to farmers so that they have a better understanding and a better appreciation of their stock position, whether it's stock held on farm or in temporary storages, and also be in a situation where they can use that information to assist them monetize that grain, to say, I have a known quality of grain at a known location that is available for sale to actually assist them connect with buyers. So we see a lot of opportunity in digitization of existing transactional processes within the agricultural industry 
on the East Coast. They say knowledge is power. I guess in this instance, knowledge is is money. And given the development of paddocks into multi-generation corporations, as you said, what are some of the biggest challenges when it comes to visibility over supply chains for farmers? Can you just outline some of those Mm. challenges? One of the challenges is actually the acceleration of uh, mechanisation also. So a farmer now might have a harvester that actually harvests grain at so 50 tonnes an hour. So that's a lot of grain actually being harvested at a given time. What that means is that rather than actually their initial drop-off point being at a bulk handler like GrainCorp, they're actually building a lot of on-farm storage because they can't physically transport the grain away fast enough from the harvester to the actual GrainCorp depot. So they need to actually store it on farm as an interim. But they also want to know exactly what, not only quantity, but also quality that they're actually storing and how to store it on their actual farm. So IoT, such as what we're working with, with Veridap to give an accurate picture as far as volume or our partners in Hone, which actually gives us accuracy around quality, enables farmers to better manage that grain as they're binning it on their property prior to actually delivering it to either a domestic customer, to a grain corp port or a grain corp depot. We see this as a critical part of simplifying and accelerating the sharing of that information that will result in better decisions being made. Thanks very much. And Sean, I'm going to come on to you. But before I do, just to summarize, so really driving the change is the mechanization of farms, that lack of visibility across all the farms and on-farm storage and ensuring the quality of grain that's stored on the farm. Sean, how does AgTech address some of those challenges and specifically in relation to the Veradapt grain core relationship? As PJ said, you know, having visibility on both the quality and quantity of grain in storage is is pretty critical and it's challenging. You know, you've got a lot of farms which are very large. Again, as PJ was highlighting before, they're remote. There's difficulty getting communications out there. There may be power considerations. Even just installation could be challenging. So you've got a pretty sort of diverse set of storage infrastructure as well. So storage might be in a metal legged silo or a flat bottom silo, or they might be repurposing an old concrete storage facility that's been used for another purpose in the past. So you've got this range of different storage infrastructure as well. So actually going in sort of saying, oh, I want visibility of grain is one thing, but you need to be able to overcome those challenges. And then you've got to be able to do it in a way that really, you know, it's a reasonably cost-sensitive industry, agriculture. We can see the cost of farming inputs is really increasing at the moment, often under pricing pressure. So being able to do, to meet those challenges, cost-effective way is really where I think this generation of IoT technology is starting to shine. The newer IoT technology like Veridap provide, it's much easier to install. So it's much less time uh, consumed to install. It's lower cost. It's more reliable. The actual configuration setup is easier. You know, as we've all seen now, you know, as you buy, you know, your new device, every time you set up a new phone, it's a bit easier than migrating from the last one. That's really the magic of software where a lot of these things that, you know, in the past required some degree of expertise to set up and configure. Now we can deploy in a matter of hours and it could be done by people that really aren't maybe experts in, you know, IoT hardware. So I think Technology, what it's doing, obviously, is providing the visibility, but it's really the more important part is it's providing visibility in a fit-for-purpose solution, solution that could be deployed remotely, quickly, and cost-effectively. And that's how you can get uh, penetration and access into farms, where it's a very different type of problem than, say, other monitoring and automation type challenges, like in a factory floor. You know, it's a very different type of, of challenge. So I think IoT technology really is quite mature now. I think that a lot of the software supporting it, that, like I said, the configuration 
configuration, the setup, and also the security uh, has vastly improved over the last few years. And that's really what's enabling these kinds of initiatives that Brandcorp are talking about, where large-scale supply chains are able to be monitored, measured, and ultimately reported on at scale, which has not been maybe the case some years ago. Thanks very much, Sean. I mean, it sounds like there are or there were huge challenges implementing some of those on-prem hardware solutions. And I guess also even from an off-prem cloud and data storage perspective, there are also challenges there. PJ, when it comes to monitoring and collecting and, and sending data from physical devices to data warehouses, etc. What are you looking for in terms of data points from Veridapt or for Veridapt to provide from grain core silos? So what are the key data points and things you look at? So as Sean um, highlighted, that actually being able to measure the bin levels as grain's coming in, but you also very often during harvest, grain is going out at the same time. So you've sort of got this floating balance, grain coming in off the harvester as quickly as they can harvest it. And then you may have trucks taking grain out of that storage and delivering it to grain corp to actually get a balance on what's actually coming in and what's going out. Also considering that a lot of the contractors being used, a third party, you may not have direct control over and that type of thing is critically important. And what we're able to do also is as that grain comes through the Grain Corp network and it comes over our way bridges and the like, we can provide then calibration data back to Veridap to improve the accuracy and the performance of their sensors on farm. It is very much about transparency of data and that's good for the industry all round. Increasing transparency of data reduces risk and also by adding a layer, i.e. That, that calibration, you could probably implement other technologies like machine learning and AI to improve the accuracy and the reporting of the data. Is that right, Sean? Yeah, absolutely. That floating balance that PJ was talking about is actually a challenge, but it's actually quite useful. You're ultimately looking at a product flowing through a supply chain and you're getting different measurement points off different sensors and being able to triangulate between those different measurements. You may have a master instrument, like for example, you know, in the case of the way bridges that GrainCorp has that, you know, can provide you very accurate and calibrated and certified measurements. Well, that's really useful to then feed back into the rest of your sensor network and calibrate against that, for example. But also even things like uh, some of the really low cost sensing options that we're looking at. So we're using strain gauges on leg silos, for example. They're a really low cost option. There is some degree of temperature offset the sensor can withstand, but you still get a little bit of temperature drift. Well, over time, you can use machine learning techniques to basically filter out that noise and improve the measurement accuracy over time. So there's a variety of techniques that can help both improve accuracy, but also then on the counter side, identify issues. So if there's a particular sensor that is giving erroneous data, it's easier to identify and locate that sensor within a supply chain if you have those algorithms in the background that are constantly reconciling like we do. So our system is trying to reconcile real time all the time. And we're taking measurement from a number of different sensors along the supply chain. And yeah, as you said, those techniques where you can basically reference or compare against the different sensors and validate are really powerful and useful. And that's why having an integrated solution that goes across the supply chain has some benefits than just maybe discreetly uh, measuring a single inventory without reference to other instruments or other measurement points within the supply chain. 
And Sean, digging into that a little bit more, this is absolutely fascinating, but how would these sensors or how would you know to differentiate a sensor recording perhaps a temperature in, in a hot environment versus recording a temperature in a silate where there is a problem that is causing the silate to be hot, let's say, you know, a bacterial infection or whatnot? I guess there's two questions there. So so one, I was sort of referring to uh, temperature drift due to ambient temperature changes causing, you know, the silo to expand or contract and give a different measurement reading. And so in that instance, we can use ambient temperature sensors. We could even, you know, crudely use time of day as a filter to look at that and, and normalize that. However, you've also touched upon another really important point, which is looking at the quality of grain, where you are looking at the condition of the grain and the storage conditions. In that instance, yeah, you are looking for things like temperature differential within the silo, a trend that is different from the normal ambient temperature cycling that you would see. So an elevated temperature that is out of sync, essentially, with the daily heating and cooling that you would see within a large grain mass, which is reasonably dampened. In silo sensors are definitely an area that more and more farmers are exploring to make sure they can monitor the condition of their grain, not only temperature, but CO2 and moisture content. I'm sure PJ can talk to with more experience and more detail than I can. But one of the interesting things about agricultural products compared to the energy markets and things like that that we previously came from is that the quality of the commodity being measured is much more potentially volatile. It is able to be dramatically affected by a pest infection or water ingress into a storage facility. So monitoring those other environmental factors and keeping track of those and alerting and alarming as soon as possible is actually a really important use case with IoT and agricultural products to prevent wastage and spoilage. PJ, I guess from a, a risk perspective, we also have a potential opportunity with regards to financing. Do you think that these kind of solutions can help farmers and also maybe even grain core entities when it comes to accessing commodity or farm financing or on-farm financing? Look, all of those things are definitely opportunities through accurate measurement that it enables. If you may have sold grain that you are storing on behalf of the buyer on your farm, well, the buyer would probably feel more comfortable if they actually had access to technology that could verify and validate that that actual grain is there. So that, once again, if you look at what our job is as Grain Corp to monetize that crop, if we can assist do that by de-risking a buyer buying grain on that farm, I think it's something we should definitely be supporting and, and hence why we've got the pilots in place. There's a lot of opportunity to, through measurement, de-risking the supply chain for both the buyer and the seller. Given the current macroeconomic conditions, how do you think Veridapt and Grain Corp solutions can help mitigate risk more widely? There is an opportunity, you know, more widely if we look at our supply chain also on how we can integrate varied app sensors within that. As I highlighted before, you know, we're, we're talking about an East Coast crop, you know, that runs into $10 billion. All of that grain through the buyers gets financed. So anything that we can do to mitigate risk within there through accurate management and measurement will obviously build a more efficient supply chain which then results in higher prices being paid to growers. And that's also one of our objectives, to have a strong and vibrant agricultural industry. Thank you very much. So, Sean, circling back, we've covered bulk commodities, specifically agricultural with respect to grain monitoring. But how can these Veridap solutions be expanded perhaps to other commodities in other markets, such as metals, say? 
That's an interesting question because I mean we've grown from the energy industry into the agricultural industry and what enabled us to do that was core capabilities around remote monitoring, building hardware for harsh environments, building hardware that could be deployed simply into a remote area with inexperienced installation partners. I guess those kinds of core capabilities also transfer across into other commodities that, for example, are mined in remote areas like, you know, base metals and things. But I think actually agriculture has thrown up some really unique measurement challenges for us as a business that do apply quite directly into, for example, the base metals industry. And some of those monitoring challenges are really quite similar. So one example would be, you know, if you're mining an ore, you're creating a stockpile on site, you're transferring that ore, you know, to some sort of refinery, you've got maybe concentrate or something like that coming out of that refinery to a smelter. It's all stored in stockpiles or storage bins, uh, very similar to grain. So some of the challenges that we're addressing with these pilots with GrainCorp is how do you measure a really large stockpile at low cost? That's actually something that's not really well solved in the market. And that challenge that we're addressing in the agricultural industry, well, that applies directly into the base metals industry where you've got large stockpiles in remote areas. And of course, you can survey them with traditional techniques or you can do a drone survey, but that's a sort of a one-off ad hoc measurement. Whereas if you want more continual flow-based measurement, like PJ was mentioning before with the grain, you'll need to look to other solutions. So it is exciting to see how, you know, you can develop a technology in one industry as we are in grain here. And we see opportunity to apply that into the metals industry as well. And we're already seeing that even just as a slightly closer side. We've recently just been engaged in doing some surveys of fertilizer sites in Europe where they have stockpiles of fertilizer. It's timely conversation at the moment, given the price of fertilizer is high. There's some demand there to be able to scan uh, those stockpiles of fertilizer as part of the supply chain management in and out of that facility. So the one of the best applications of technology is when you can create a set of robust solutions and apply them into other use cases. And I think we're definitely seeing that in agriculture. It's really opening up some opportunities to look further afield and develop more robust technology. And likewise, I think as we develop new solutions in some of those other industries, we'll be able to feed those back into the agricultural industry. We're doing some work at the moment with smart cameras. So we're using some machine learning to look at changes in scrap metal stockpiles. So we're trying to detect, has this stockpile been moved or changed or depleted in any way? And we're using low cost cameras and machine learning to do that. Well, it doesn't take too much imagination to see that could be a potential control for a grain stockpile, a low cost control, just to make sure that there's some eyes on that inventory. Now, it doesn't solve all problems. It wouldn't give you a volumetric reading, but I'm sure there may be some use cases for that lower cost control. So it's exciting us as a business now to be exposed to more of these industries and across more commodities because there are opportunities to take technology from one to the other. And then, like I said, feed it back in and you sort of get this uh, virtuous circle of developing new capabilities and being able to advance the technology in each of those individual industries. Thank you very much, Sean. And thank you, PJ, for outlining some of those real use cases and solutions. I think we've covered so much ground. We've talked about going back to the original problem statements. It's really around how do we increase real-time reporting, transparency, and utilization data. We've covered a lot of commodities from grain to base metals to scrap metals and fertilizer. I think you guys have ticked quite a lot of the trade tech checkboxes from Internet of Things to machine learning and AI from big data to cloud computing. And I think it's important to recall some of those devices that you guys are, are using the hardware, so from drones to cameras to temperature sensors. Gents, it's been such a pleasure having you here on Trade Finance Talks in 2023. Sean, PJ, thank you for joining. Been such a pleasure. Thank you, Deepesh. 
Thanks, Tapesh. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Trade Finance Talks. Be sure to subscribe to our podcasts at tradefinanceglobal.com.